love. I got what you want. I know what you want. I got what you need. I know what you need. I got what you like. I know what you like. I got what you love. I am your plug. That's right, back again. It's another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. And as always, rocking with you. It's your boy Faraz. And I got with me Stir Fry Time in the building. Yes, sir, man. And I'm fresh off that 25th birthday. Um, man, I'm feeling good. Just came back from Miami today. So, uh, you know, charged up. Charged up. How are you? Hey, hey, first off, my boy, happy birthday, quarter century. That's a big year. You know what Appreciate I'm saying? It. No better way to do it than Miami, South mm. Beach, you know? So I hope you enjoyed yourself, bro. Absolutely. Definitely did. The weather was nice. I know I was checking back in Jersey. I see the snow on the ground. <laughs> Made it feel even better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, you, you can catch a little bit how I'm living over here in the Virgin <laughs> Islands. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. But other than that, yo, I'm good, man. I'm glad to hear you had a good time. You know what I'm saying? We good, man. We chilling. Virgin Islands, nice. You know, we got the VI and the flag in the background, man. We mm. chilling. But without further ado, man, you know what I'm saying? When y'all be hearing this, it's going to be Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. Second episode of the new year, man. And without further ado, let's get into it. We got to start off with the man that deserves to be the first topic of this podcast. And that's the one and only Ja Morant. Holding it down for Memphis. He's bringing some pride back to the Memphis area, and we love to see it, man. John Morant and the Grizzlies have been on an absolute tear. I mean, this team is red hot, as hot as it gets. 31-15 and 15 on the campaign. That's a win total, only trailing the Phoenix Suns. Man, what do you make of John Morant? Listen, man, y'all know how big I was on Zion, right? And seems to me, it seems like obvious that John Morant is the best player in that draft class, man, because right now he took a dismal Memphis Grizzlies franchise on the back end of one of their worst runs ever, losing their guys Zebo, Mark Gasol, Mike Conley, that whole core that you saw, you know, that really built that grit and grind identity for Memphis, you know, in the last decade, you know. He takes his dismal squad to a 31 and 15 record that's good for second best in the west second best in the league man we're mm. talking about better than the likes of teams like the blazers the lakers the nuggets the jazz you name them except for the suns they're better than them you know what i'm saying so shouts out to ja he's literally he's a legit mvp contender you know we don't realize how lucky we are to see a, a game win streak to this level 13 games in a row the last time we saw a win streak this long was when Miami, LeBron, and, my, and them boys were down in South Beach. You know what I'm saying? They won 27 games. We haven't seen a 10-game yeah. win streak in years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, And it's crazy. I mean, you're talking about all the teams that the Memphis Grizzlies are better than right now. At least that's what the record is saying. And it's like, you compare rosters, you're like, hold up. Okay, I see John Morant, but but who's next? Desmond Bain? Yeah, man. <laughs> no, no one's really heard of him before this year. But look, it was... Sorry, I started to cut you off. Jaron Jackson has been hooping, but you got guys like Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson who were scrubs on their way out the league now being competitive. I don't even know what the word is, man. They're, they're 
their produ- their productive pieces to a team that's definitely going to be a high seeded playoff contender. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy what's going on over in Memphis, man. Yeah. They caught fire. They they really did, and it's weird. It's all started when Ja went out, right? That's when this win streak started. That's when these role players kind of stepped up and everyone elevated their game. It's a well coached bunch, and I actually saw this squad play two weeks ago. I was at the Barclays. Brooklyn's there. James Harden, no Kyrie because it wasn't Brooklyn, but Kevin Durant's there. Yep. So it's a you know, without the vaccine, full strength Brooklyn Nets team. So. <laughs> On that day, the best player on that court, clear as day, was Ja Morant. Now, you do that with KD, with James Harden, and they're not even playing bad. Both of them had good games, but Ja was just on another level. 36, 8 assists, almost a a triple-double, taking over in the fourth quarter, having the moments, a big dunk like driving through the lane almost a la Russell Westbrook over Gobert last night. Like Yeah, man. Hey. He, when you do that, and when you win 15 or 13, I don't know how many games it is in a row, you got you to gotta get some consideration. I think he is right now a legit MVP contender. Oh, man, you said it. And I, I the only thing I can comment about Jaws' play is he's playing 2K right now, bro. Mm. He got drafted at the one spot and took a dismal team. Now it looks like he's taking him into the playoffs, bro. Yeah, he turned you know the sliders I mean? he's up. Literally, <laughs> he turned the sli- he's literally performing like a 2K my player, right? And like right now, my my player is on the Pistons. You know what I'm saying? And he's doing the similar things that John Moran is doing right now, right? So, like, the things that John Moran is doing, man, it's just, just unbelievable, man. It, it's really... No one ex- we knew he had a high ceiling, but no one expected his ceiling to be so high so early, which lets you know, man, we've got a he's got a lot in store for us in the future, man. And I'll be honest, I'm one of those guys that almost slept on him coming out of Murray State, you know, almost same last name as me. Like I should be rooting for the guy, <laughs> but I don't know. I really didn't think the athleticism was going to translate. It relied he relied on it so much. Um, he couldn't really shoot that well in college. He still can't really shoot that well right now, but I didn't think the touch, the the getting through the lane whenever he wanted to would translate so well, and it has. And he really figured out how to maximize what he is right now in the NBA. I have no regrets saying this. John Morant is the most explosive player in the league, you know, period. Like, I mean, we could talk about the Russes of the world and that kind of thing, but now I'm giving it to Ja. Ja is more explosive mm. than even Russ. You know, because besides that dunk we saw on Gobert, you know, we haven't seen too much of the explosive rust that we're accustomed to, right? But uh, yeah, I I agree with that, man. Like, you, you, the only people you would either I I would put in that conversation are De'Aaron Fox, but I think I give that to Ja, and a a fully healthy, thirty pounds lighter Zion. So yeah, this is what I'm gonna tell you, right? About De'Aaron, he might even be faster than Ja. But he's not as bouncy. He's not as explosive. You know what I mean? I guess, you know, speed and you think of them as two different things, right? But, I mean, I guess they can be similar, you know? But, nah, man. And, and you mentioned Zion. Until Zion stops eating cheeseburgers, bro, <laughs> you can't really can't really talk too much about it. I love Zion. I'm a huge fan of him. You know what I'm saying? But we got to see him on the court first. Hey, that and boy again. Zion, he might be trying to eat his way to the garden. I mean, hey, that, that's next on the rundown. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better way to transition. <laughs> He wasn't the only person getting into the garden because your boy was there celebrating his 25th, okay? Before I hit Miami, I had to stop in the Mecca, and I did that as the Knicks took on 
the Dallas Mavericks. Now, my boy Chris Stapps was dodging the smoke. I only went there to boo him, <laughs> and he didn't show up. We held the safety protocols, you know what I'm saying? That's a little sketchy, but, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Knicks came out with that dub. It was a great game. It was a great game, you know what I'm saying? We're 1-0 with T-Murray in the building, so I got to go to more games. I think that's what it looks like. Literally, that's all. That's the answer, man. You haven't gone to 25 games. You guys <laughs> lost 25 games, you know what I mean? So, I mean, listen, all I know is this, right? The Knicks have not lost since Teamer has been in the building, right? So... Hey, yeah, you hey. should you should have been there for the Timberwolves tonight, man, because that was that was a mm, tough one. That was a heartbreaker, man. That was a heartbreaker for sure. Battled back, put up a huge forty point third quarter to get back in that game, and then slowly fell short. Still fell short, man. That was that was a tough one. typical Knicks fashion, man. Typical Knicks fashion, you know. Uh, but wish these to say Knicks, it wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, these Knicks were were making headlines. You know, I mean, despite the losing, oh, they, yeah. they they made some headlines. If you haven't heard by now, Cam Reddish, Duke brother of R.J. Barrett, now a member of the New York Knicks. What was your reaction to the trade, bro? Oh, my God, dude. What a value trade, man. Mm. I think I think the Knicks took advantage of the Hawks. I mean, Kevin Knox, we know his potential, right? But he hasn't done anything since he's been in the league. His value has gone down so much. The Hawks didn't even give. I, I think, you know, you guys gave away Kevin Knox in a pick. Right? Yes, that's it. It's a but you guys got more than just Cam Reddish. We got Cam Reddish and Solomon Hill, but Solomon Hill's not playing. He's just a salary dump. Noted, noted, noted. But with all that being said, though, man, you guys got him at extreme value. You know what I mean? Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett at one time, you know, they were talking about them being in the top three of the draft together. You know what I mean? And they were both on Duke at the same time. Now you're going to have that connection in a Knicks jersey. And Cam Reddish has really been, you know, performing this season you know what i mean he's been kind of inconsistent but when he has been playing well it shows why they took him so high you know what i mean so i think this is a great move i think the knicks got a steal of a deal for a player that they haven't even really been playing and hasn't been producing much for him you know and it's a good move for the hawks i mean kevin knox maybe you know in a fresh environment younger core less expectations to be honest you know expectations in new york are always high yeah uh so Man, I think this was a great move for the Knicks. I, I'm with you. I think you hit the nail on the head. And uh, one thing about Cam Reddish, like it's, it's really hard to score 30 points in this league. There are not that many players that can score 30 points in that league in this league and do it more than once. And Cam Reddish is one of those guys. I mean, like you said, when he's had the opportunity, whether it's with COVID or with injuries, he stepped up to that plate and started to get buckets. Uh, that's that's not the question. He's six eight versus old defender. He's gonna add a lot. Uh, he's recovering from a sprained ankle. I don't know when he got that, but apparently, um, yeah, that, that's why he hasn't been playing and made his debut yet. But, man, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Like, I'm starting to wonder how, how high is this guy's ceiling really, right? Like, he has been playing with the ball-dominant guy like Trey Young. Uh, this is a whole offensive scheme guy. If you think about it in terms of usage rates, when you look at all those stats that I don't really know, but I know they're going to support this, <laughs> he's got to be up there with LeBron and, and old – like 2015 Russell Westbrook in terms of usage like he he touches it a lot and um it's good but that doesn't leave much playmaking responsibility for other players on that roster so when he comes to New York a team that really doesn't have a point guard yet Kemba's in and out of the lineup Derrick Rose is in and out of the lineup for another reason but there's going to be opportunity for him to really show what he can do so I'm excited I'm excited to see just how high that ceiling can be Oh, yeah, man. I'm with you 100%. Uh, where do you think they play him? Because, you know, 
I, I want to say they start him, but with Julius Randle there, he's not going to play the four. And, I mean, I, I don't think he's too big to play the three, but it's going to be hard for him, I feel like, on the defensive end, guarding some of those more quick forwards, those more quick It might guys. be. Um, he's coming off the bench for now. They just gave Evan Fournier the bag. R.J. Barrett is the future. Like you said, Julius yeah. Randle's not coming out that lineup. So it's, yeah. it's off the bench for now, but that doesn't mean he can't get busy. Um, Tibbs will play whoever's rolling, so so he's gonna have that chance. One other yeah, thing man, is like, on... real quick, uh, this was kind of like underreported. I guess people don't care enough about Cam yet, but he actually <laughs> asked for a trade in the off season before this oh, year okay. even started. He wanted a bigger role. New York was on his list, so that's kind of I think why you factor in why the Knicks got such a good deal it was either that or you know atlanta felt bad for busting us down like they did in the playoffs last year and this was like a, a severance package it's gotta be yeah one other thing bro so so after this Knicks game Knicks beat the mavs i think it was by 15 one of their best wins of the year man it's been an up and down year but that was really like a good end-to-end win good ball game for the squad um all right i'm, I'm it's time to walk out the garden right i stayed till the last buzzer i go into the bathroom bathroom's cramped right but you know i'm not gonna wait on the subway this long subway back to jersey so i'm gonna wait in that line right i get into the bathroom bro this sounds like a side talk video all you hear is f trey young f trey young <laughs> bing bong like it was literally no <laughs> everyone way. was wilding but uh yeah that's that good old new york energy gotta love it oh yeah Oh, yeah, you got to definitely, definitely got to love it, man. You know, there's no place else in the world like the garden. It's the garden for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So uh, with that being said, that though, man, moving on, you know, away from New York, we're going to take it to San Antonio and Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns versus San Antonio Spurs. And, man, my boy Devin Booker put on a show. He was on one. Absolutely yeah. on one. 48 big ones, two points away from the 50 ball. No mascot needed, okay? Let them know. So what would you think of that big outrupt, big explosion from the league guard? Not the league guard, the off guard oh, in Phoenix. I mean, we've been we've been waiting for something like this from Devin Booker. You know what I mean? He, he When he was really young, he put up 70. We ha- we've seen, you know, 30, 40-point games since then. I don't think he's put up anything more than that. But we've come to expect these kind of performances from Devin Booker. You know what I mean? Nights where the rest of his team may not be able to shoulder as much of a load. He said, don't worry, y'all. Hop on. You know what I'm saying? I got y'all. Let me put the team on my back real quick. A light a light 48, bro. He was putting in work. You know what I'm saying? It's mm. like you see, you see him scoring, but at the end of the day, you're like, damn, he got 48. I didn't even realize he had that much. You know what I mean? So uh, it, was, it was a great performance, one of the great performances of his career that's going to go down for sure you know what i mean and listen sky's the limit with this team you know you got guys like devin booker young guys like mikhail bridges you know the list goes on for this Suns team surrounded by the vet cp3 he's made such an impact you know what i mean and obviously we haven't talked about this Suns team as much because of guys like steph and how they were playing earlier in the season but you know what i mean they've been they've been not quiet but they've been quietly going to work night in and night out over in Phoenix, man, because they're the first number one seed in the entire league. And it's funny, like you, you touched on a couple of things, like when you think about this evolution of Devin Booker, right, when he was coming into the league, just trying to figure his way, 
find his way. And then he came, became that scoring assassin, right? The 50-point night, the 60-point nights. And now with CP3, the last transition, it's like a sophisticated 25 a night he's dropping, right? It's, it's smooth yeah. ste- side steps and step backs. You know what I mean? It, it's post-phase, left shoulder, right shoulder. It is real classy. It's not Russell Westbrook Facts. shots. You know what I mean? Now it's like a $100 bottle of wine his game is like. It's, it's aging so finely. You know what I'm saying? It, it's fun to watch, Facts. too. But my, my biggest takeaway from this game, though, is what happened to your Spurs, bro? I know that's not your squad, but through association, <laughs> through the through the VI, yeah, it yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, is. Yeah. It's like There's a legacy squad for you. What happened, man? No doubt. This is pop. What, 16 and 28? 16 and 28. Man, they got nobody, bro. They yeah. absolutely, besides DeJounte Murray, who honestly on a competitive team is coming off the bench. They got nobody, bro. I mean, look at their top player last night. Jacob Poto, bro. <laughs> this man was supposed to be... If he wasn't on the Spurs, he'd be out the league. That's the thing, though. <laughs> That's, That's the thing, right? That's you look at this roster. Bro, real talk. You look at this roster, right? They got Keldon Johnson, who's been irrelevant in his time throughout the league. Doug McDermott, who came in, you know, a high scorer in college, got drafted by the Bulls. Has been in and out of the league, the G League, for so long. He's starting for you. Jacob Polo, I just described it. DeJounte Murray, who's a bucket. You know what I mean? He's good. But I, but Derek White is your starting shooting guard? You have nobody off the bench. You have nobody in the starting unit. You do have Pop. I'm surprised they've won as many games as they have. Like, the fact that this is an NBA roster. Listen, man, I'm surprised DeMar DeRozan stayed with them as long as he did, yeah. bro. Because that team was abysmal, dude. Like... Damn, like in some of and those listen, guys, man, I love the go ahead. I love the Spurs. I love Greg Popovich. He's a great coach. They are all of their games are competitive. But it's like, man, without any stars at all, and on top of that, they've always been a boring franchise to watch. Damn, man, it's slow for them. <laughs> it is definitely slow. And like some of those guys, I know Keldon Johnson, Derek White, they've had stretches where it's like, okay, you think they could really turn into something. Even DeJounte Murray is, is usually injuries that stop him. The other guys is just inconsistent play. But yeah. it just doesn't feel the same in San Antonio. And I know you laid it out like the roster is, is below average to put it nicely. Tim, Manu, Tony, all gone, right? Is is Tim still on the sidelines? I think so. Uh listen man, without cutting you off, bro, I just need you to understand how irrelevant these guys are. I just Google Keldon Johnson, right? On Google. Okay. And you know how there's suggestions people also ask with a drop down or whatever? <laughs> you want to know what one of the suggestions were? Who, and then with capital TF, who the fuck is Keldon Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if that doesn't describe it, I don't know what does. You know what I mean? And obviously, I'm not going to be that much of a hater. I know Keldon Johnson. You got to be good to be in the league. You know what I'm saying? This team has been competitive in all of their games, even games that they've lost. But. You know, but as you were saying, though, yeah, you're right, man. It's rough. You you gotta wonder, like, pops up, probably the oldest coach in the league. Probably, if he's not one, he's number two. He's probably the oldest coach in sports right now. <laughs> he's so old, dude. Yeah, I don't know how many more <laughs> he's years old. he's got of this, man. Like losing like this, I don't know. It might it might be time hand the playbook to Coach Tim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, man, and he fucked up letting Becky Hammonds leave. You yeah. know, she went and got her back in the WNBA. I think she'll be back, job, though. But At least I hope so. I think she'll be back. 
she needed some like actual experience at the helm like running the ship and then now that with all that nba experience she's had in san antonio i think once you pair, put them two together i hope at least she gets a real shot at nba franchise for sure for sure for sure now with that being said you know we touched on ja we touched on the god and cam reddish we touched on my boy d book and the abysmal spurs but now, man, we're at the end of the season. Excuse me, we're we're almost near the All Star break. Yep. You know what I mean. Teams have started playing a few games. We're at mostly 40, 50 games in at this point. You know what I mean. And injuries are starting to pick up. And this season, we're seeing a lot of stars who are out, man. Um, you know, some of the big names that we've seen so far. You know, we got KD, Kyrie, uh, Draymond, Paul George, and Kyrie's situation is a little bit different. You know, given that it's mostly about the vaccine and that kind of thing, but. Big names this season that are out. You know, Kawhi's barely played in the... Well, is he, he back? He hasn't played, yeah. He, he's supposed to be yeah. trending upwards. Like, he should... Maybe... He's ahead of schedule. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. You said it. Uh, so, the question here is, like, who do you think... Whose team, at least, is going to feel this absence the most, right? KD out four to six weeks. Draymond reevaluated in two weeks. Paul George likely out until next month. And for me... KD seems like the the logical choice, right? Best one, best player on that list for sure. And, and with Kyrie saying, coming out and saying he's not going to change his stance on the vaccine, he said it's final. He's standing by what he said, um, and he's not. He looks like he's only in playing away games unless the Nets want to eat that fine, which they probably will. Come on, right? Like, yeah, they will. Yeah, like once it gets, come on, like yeah. <laughs> and plus, I mean, Nike ate the Jordan fines with the ones, the band ones, like. Nets will be all right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. KD going to be like, um, f- <laughs> what's the hold up? <laughs> shit, KD might pay him. Shit, that ain't nothing <laughs> to him. You know what I'm saying? Facts. But uh, now, nah, bro, honestly, though, although KD for sure, you know, stands alone as the best player on this list. Kyrie already out for most of their games, or at least let's just say half of their games going forward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Paul George is actually going to be the biggest uh, the team, his team is gonna miss him the most. Uh, given that he's really been shouldering the load, Kawhi's yeah. out. Uh, he's really been keeping this Clippers team relevant, man. I mean, again, we we tend to forget about Paul George until he underperforms in the playoffs, and we love to see him fail, right? But man, Paul George deserves a little bit of credit, man. The last couple regular seasons, he's he's played well. You know, he's really picked up the slack. Um, I don't think he he uh, performed poorly last year. It wasn't his best, but again, you know, in the playoffs he held it down. So I mean, I think Paul George is going to be the biggest. They're going to feel his absence the most. I'd say out of all these guys. And I think you're right. Um, but recency bias is going to make me say Draymond <laughs> because Clay is still trying to figure it out. Steph kind of in a funk. I think he made his return recently against Detroit, um, but. What he has on them for them on defense and just in terms of making everything they do work is is irreplaceable. Um, and we've seen that team flutter after really being on autopilot for the rest of the season. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with Draymond. But one thing on Paul George, man, that Clippers team, you saw a lot of the role players get removed, right? It seemed like people were kind of clashing. There was a lot of infighting with Ty Lue, um and and. I, what it seems like is at least Ty Lue or Kawhi, the silent speaker assassin GM, because he's a GM now too. He's got that power. He can yeah. wield the sword out there in, in LA. They they yep. they made some changes, and you look around the league and see how these guys are doing. Like they would like to have a Montrez Harrell. Like they would like to have 
a Lou Williams right now. I think that would they would really like to have a Patrick Beverly, especially what he's doing with Minnesota. Um, oh yeah. So I don't know. It's just interesting. You don't think about these role players when it comes to wins and losses, but they definitely have an impact. Man, I think the Clippers tried too much to get better when they already had guys that, you know, if they had kept on the same roster, like like you mentioned, those three guys specifically. Again, Montrez was more of a contract issue than anything. But again, if they had worked to keep those guys on the team, we'd be having a much different Clippers team right now. And even with both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard out, the roster wouldn't be in such bad shape. Big you know, but I mean, you expect guys like Reggie Jackson to step up. Uh, I mean, really, maybe, maybe Marcus Morris. You know, Zubac has been okay, uh, but now, nah, man, I mean, I'm really disappointed in Reggie Jackson's play. Uh, he he's always on the cusp of of taking that next step. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, when given the opportunity, man, sometimes he just falls under the the pressure. So I mean, regardless. This Clippers team is sitting at 21 and 23, or excuse me, it's, it's worse than that now. I'm sorry. This Clippers team is currently sitting at, we'll get it to you, we'll get it to you, 22 and 23. Uh, they're ninth in the conference. You know, they're not making too much noise staying without afloat. Paul George. You're staying afloat. Without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, let's see what they can do, you know? Big facts. That's going to do it. Another episode of the Hoop Plug in the Books. If you made it yes, this far, you're tuned in. You're supporting the hoop plug. You're definitely pushing P. Shouts out, Gunner. Faraz, any final thoughts? <laughs> nah, nah, man. Like always, it's great to get on wax. Shouts out to you, Ty. Shouts out to everybody. Shouts out to Allah, God. You know what mm. I'm saying? For bringing us here on this glorious day. Yes, sir. You know? And as always, put some flavor in your ear.